Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Welcome to this evening's Crypto Crow Show. I am met here with Samuel and Daniel Kurtman. Uh, is that right, gentlemen? You guys are you guys are brothers, right? I'm gonna check my phone and make sure. Yes, it is. Okay, I, I'm just messing with you guys. All right, we'll be right back after this quick disclaimer, and I get rid of this other small video. Stick around. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to chat, everybody. I see Joey D in the house, as usual. Ryan Phelps. Man, you were almost first. Uh, <laughs> welcome, gentlemen. Let's have some fun tonight. I had a real serious interview with Cliff High today. It felt a little serious. He felt serious. Tried to poke some fun, and he just he didn't get my jokes at all. Either that or he just wasn't having it. I don't know. Uh, but you guys seem like a, a, a couple of fun brothers, so maybe tonight we'll, we'll have a little more fun. How are you doing? We'll do our best. <laughs> <laughs> well, given the market conditions, I'm pretty sure Cliff I wasn't in the mood of your, to, to hear many jokes and so. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it might be It's been a little hairy, I will say. I, I, I definitely, I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing five grand in the near future. I am. I'm seeing five grand, but I don't think it's going to go much lower than that, but we'll see. Uh, the thing of it is, is the sooner it hits the bottom, the sooner it yep. starts to rise. So let's just get this shit over with. Hell with all this July prediction stuff. Let's just do it now and be done with it. This was my attitude back in February. Okay, let's <laughs> let's get it over with. If it's need, if it needs to go to four thousand, let it go to four thousand and have it over with. Exactly. Yeah, to us. I, I sold everything. I, I well, not everything. I kept every one of my old coins. I haven't touched them, but I sold my Bitcoin at seventy five hundred. So I, you know, if it goes to four grand, I'll be a happy camper. Um, all right. So tell us about. Let, let's. So here, I'm going to tell tell you straight up. I find your concept for this business very, not only interesting but actually pretty exciting. Like, I like the approach that you guys are taking to this, and I haven't really seen any, but there are a lot of different advertising projects out there now. I feel like there's probably a new one every week, but this is probably, I think this is one of the first that I've seen that's doing it the way you're doing it. And so even when I was doing the review for you guys, I had some questions, and I and, and I was very curious to get some answers. So um, now that I've got you under my grasp... <laughs> Um, so let's start by explaining a little bit about what the Impetus One Nudge Token project is, if you will. First of all, I think it's very interesting that you find it very easy to understand because it started from real market conditions when we had one of our startups, um, a website in Romania that grew to be the third largest in the segment. Um, we were very frustrated with the growing conversion uh, uh, cost, cost per conversion. So I'm just going to give you some numbers. We started with something below $1 per conversion, and then we ended up in 2013 or 2014, I don't remember exactly, it was $15, depending on, on, um, on the time of the year, because it's seasonal. 
So we were very frustrated with that. And it's easy to understand that few businesses can afford to pay such amounts. Of course, you can remarket the customers, you can add value by retargeting with newsletters and stuff like that. But still, the initial conversion cost is very high. So, so the, the cost, I'm just going to interrupt you. So the cost per conversion for people not familiar with advertising is the cost that it, you actually need to pay for having a conversion. And normally a conversion, a conversion being a lead, like an email address or a contact of some sort. Yeah, or in our case, an order, an actual order. Oh, an order. Okay. Yeah. So basically, for an average of, uh, for an average order of fifty dollars, we were paying. Yeah, in 2013, we ended up paying around thirteen, fourteen, fifteen dollars per conversion. In uh, what industry? Like Sammy like said, when we started this in 2008, we were paying below one dollar. Okay. So the market changed dramatically in that span. Okay. Well, obviously, the, the so, conversion ratios and the cost per conversion. I mean, the importance of that is obviously going to differ based off industry. So, you know, my wife's a real estate broker. And so and I used to do a lot of pay-per-click marketing for real estate agents, including my wife. And so, you know, the, the, the typical metric was, you know, you might get a, um, you know, let's just call it on the really, really high end and say you might get a 12% conversion ratio from, you know, in from clicks to actual people sending in their contact information, right? So we would consider that a lead or a conversion. But then that conversion cost might be anywhere from a dollar to as high as $20 a lead. And then out of that, only about 4% converts into a sale. So, yep. you know, that it's, it's, you know, when you're talking about advertising numbers and that's just from one medium. So, you know, I would love to hear what we could do with in the real estate business. Cause I've got a whole company, um, with, you know, about 300 agents that'll love to get their hands on this. Sure. And I'm sure after we all, we have our platform ready, you're going to find very creative ways to motivate your customers, your future customers to do exactly what your business needs. Mm -hmm. So in, in, in our business, we were we ended up with this frustration that we are paying a lot of money to Google and Facebook and the, the user actually gets bombarded with ads all over the place with remarketing and stuff like that, you know, and the customer gets nothing out of it. So we were sitting in our office saying we would be a lot better off if we, if we would just have a way to give the, those $10, $12, $15, whatever, if we would give it directly to the customer and the customer would be very happy about it. And would be very happy about it too because we would get uh, uh, the order and have a direct interaction with the customers. Of course, that's not possible because you can't go around and send vouchers to everybody. And if you do it internationally in the in, in, in the old world, let's put it that way, you couldn't spread out money as easily as you can do now with cryptocurrencies. So with blockchain and cryptocurrencies, this enables the microtransactions and makes the whole thing possible. <laughs> so. So let's let's put this into perspective a little bit. When you we're, we're talking about your typical, uh, like you have your pay-per-click model, you have your banner advertisements, you have you know different ways of reaching people, right? But let's face it, we know that that's all ignored. If not, you know, everybody. I mean, even browsers nowadays come with a million different ways to shut that stuff down and get it off your browser, right? It's just it's it's invasive. Often it's it's it leads you to malware and and all sorts of garbage, right? You know, I have to wipe my mother's computer about every six months because she goes on all these free game websites like the Search and Find and all this stuff, 
And then it just it slows her computer down to the point where she can't even use it. I'm like, all right, you got to wipe it. You, you, she, you won't stay off of this shit, Mom, so I got to wipe your computer again. Yes, you're going to use all your, you lose all your pretty pictures because I'm not spending five hours backing them up. So, yeah, we got right, and so you, you guys are going to resolve a lot of issues, and you're going to help a lot of old people live better lives, just so that you guys know with this platform. Uh, if you love old people, you guys will get involved in Impetus One. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so um, <laughs> so here's the thing. How, you know, I used an example of Nike because I saw that was an example on your website, and it made a lot of sense. Explain the system. I'm Nike. Okay, and and I've got an advertising budget. Let's say I've got an ad budget of twenty grand, and in this particular market, and I want to advertise my shoes. I want people that are into athletics, um, you know, healthy people, unlike myself, to to pay attention to my message. How how am I? I come to you and I say, all right, this is my budget. This is what I want to do. What's the process? What am I doing? How are you going to help me reach these people in a more cost effective way? Okay. So there are two options here. There's the creative option, and then there's the, the classic option where you would just set, a, set up a mission where you would uh, reward the user, the customer, for actually buying your shoes, okay? So this is the basic one, okay? The creative one is like this, and this is uh, why we're so excited about our, our project. The creative one would sound like this, Nike, would uh, decide based on your data or, or based on general market data about your age group and everything that it would make sense to reward you if you would decide to improve your health or improve your fitness. So the, the most often example that we put forward is this. Let's say you run a mile per week or per day or whatever. No, okay. So basically uh, Nike is going to propose to you to improve your fitness by running some extra uh, miles. Let's say uh, Nike is going to reward you if you run instead of one mile, 1.2 miles, okay? Can't so, they just pay me to run like a quarter mile? I'm hella lazy. Just a quarter mile, like make it easy for me, fellas. <laughs> you want. So if you run one quarter mile, then you can go 0 0.3. <laughs> Let's start small. To enable the platform to work both ways, so if you run less, you're gonna have to pay Nike. Now the artificial intelligence platform within this system is gonna know I'm a lazy sob, right? So they're not gonna come. Nike's gonna be like, "Well, we get this fat bastard over here to run a quarter mile. We're making some solid progress." But they're gonna know this information because of the AI model. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, uh, so why would Nike reward you for for running more? Well, Nike would reward you because Nike would. Uh, uh, rightly assume that you do want to improve your health and you, you do want to improve your fitness and uh, your endurance. Okay, so if Nike manages to get you going and get you to, to run more and actually reach your goal, one of your goals, life goals, okay, then firstly, uh, you would be very happy about that, of course. Uh, then immediately, uh, from from Nike's point of view, he would gain a loyal customer and a yeah. thankful customer, and Nike would be associated with that life goal. Okay, so improvement, being more healthy, being more fit, etc. So we think that considering this approach, the quality of interaction between the brand and the customer is uh, is uh, greatly enhanced. So 
Nike is no longer just showing ads about its Nike shoes. And so without having any interaction with the customer, but through our platform, Nike will have the possibility to associate itself with uh, the customer's life goals. And if Nike manages to motivate or nudge the token, uh, nudge the, the, the user into achieving those life goals, then a special bond will be created between the brand and the customer. If so Nike helps gonna... me get skinny, I will love them and I will buy Nike shoes forever. I will say okay. that. So you're on the right path. How are you going to track that, though? Let's say I just decide I'm going to, yeah, Nike, I'm going to run an extra quarter mile, and then I just sit down at the TV and eat Doritos. Like, well, how do they know what I'm doing? Well, of course, everything is going to be tracked through your phone where, you got, where uh, you're going to have to see the ad from a mobile device in most cases. So whenever you're going to enroll into the mission, we're going to have uh, our special code, our SDK. We're going to have it into publisher apps. So whenever you're going to enroll into the mission, we're going to start tracking your, uh, of course, with your permission, we're going to start tracking uh, your, uh, your movement. So we, we're going to have access to how many steps you make, how much you run and stuff like that, because your phone already does that. So we're just going to have access to, those, to, that, to that data. So if you're not on track, maybe we're going to send you a short notification, hey, you enrolled into this mission, you're slightly behind, go ahead, do it a little bit better and stuff like that, you know? Uh, one of the things that we accountability, uh, damn, that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things, one of the things that one of our advisors had a great idea. I mean, two of them. Um, they said that uh, actually it's going to be a lot more powerful if we first reward the customers, but we don't give them access to the to the funds, and then if they do not complete the mission, they're going to lose the funds. Because humans have a lot more adversity, have a lot more fear of losing something than they are motivated to gain something. You know? mm -hmm. So if you're going to say, okay, you enroll the mission, you should run one mile a day, like Danny said, bam, you have $10 in your account. If you will not complete the mission, if, you're not, if you will not stick to your running program, you're going to lose the funds in one week or whatever, you know? I, I like that because that's true. Like you, you, you give me something and then you threaten to take it away. It's kind of like the school teacher back in the day. Like, all right, everybody, it's the first day of school and everybody here has an A, but it's up to you whether or not you keep it. It's it's yeah, it's and, you know I like it. Yeah, and we can see that in crypto. You know, I mean, sometimes you know you you see you see your cryptos grow and you're not you're happy about it, but you you are you you don't want to sell them because you are afraid you're going to lose the future profits. You know, so that is a bigger fear than it is than uh, uh, seeing that advantage that you have gained profits and you should cash in on those profits. So, How yeah. much, let's just it's say not, Nike's paying me to run, Paps Blue Ribbon's paying me to sip their beer, uh, you know, I've got Ho-Ho's paying me to eat their Ho-Ho's, I don't know, like how... Out of all the different p possibilities, how much, and I'm just thinking this, like, I'm a poor, broke college student, and I know that all these companies would love me, and I would love some money. How much do you think somebody could effectively earn in a week based off of all the potential opportunities out there? Like, realistically, like, is this something that... You know, if I if I want to become what was the what was the movie with Jim Carrey where his entire life was staged, you know, but like if I can't remember, but anyway, everybody knows what I'm talking about. So <clears throat> if I decide, you know what, it's worth it for me to just I'm just gonna be an ad bot. Like everything I do, I'm just gonna you know all these missions and advertisements on all these different companies that want to get involved with my life. I'm gonna let them. 
<clears throat> and, you know, I'm going to see how much money I can make every week. Like, this could be my part-time job. It, would that would that be possible? Or are we talking, you might make 50 bucks a month, you know, if you comply with some of these different missions? I think it's high, highly unlikely. We got the same question today on our Telegram group. I think it's highly unlikely to make this like a profit stream or a revenue stream for uh, for somebody. First of all, it's it's the process itself of fulfilling the mission that is probably going to be um, uh, in a period of time, like one week or one month or whatever. And secondary, if you go on the less creative missions, it's going to involve you doing something that is beneficial for the business, like spending some money at a restaurant or something like that. So, yeah, sure. If you want to go ahead and eat at all the restaurants that are inside our platform, yeah, that's beneficial for the business and it's beneficial for you too because you get a little bit of a, of a reward, you know. But the thing itself is not that the, um, also our, our research shows, I mean, not our research, I mean, general research that is available on the net and has been brought uh, to us by our advisor that are uh, behavioral science experts. Um, it does, the, the reward itself is not very important. I mean, the the price, the, the the value of the reward itself is not very important. Most important is that there is a reward, that there is gamification, that people will uh, join the mission and have something to lose. You know, it, it doesn't. I mean, it, it won't motivate you that you gain ten dollars on or one or two dollars. You know, it's the same principle. You get a reward uh, uh, for it. I mean, for some people, it just depends on how much they can earn on their cricket. You know, I mean. It's kind of a relative situation. Ten dollars to you and me may not be a big deal, and I might not get out of bed and run a mile for that. But you know, to 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 a lot of people, it can mean a lot, and that's why I'm kind of I'm looking at this whole platform as having the potential to. Here's the thing: every time I interview a company on a project that I actually like, my mind races, and I start thinking of all the other potential use cases for something like this, the potential expansion of the platform, and what else could come down the pipe for it. The way you're initially marketing yourselves now, I completely get it. But I and I'm thinking longer term, once this is more established, you know, how how this could evolve into something that ultimately could be potentially become a job for some people. Because ultimately you're saying, look, and and now I haven't even used this yet. I haven't used the app, I haven't seen it, so I don't know how constricting it is or how open ended it is, or and one of the things I want to get into is how you know, what sort of options the advertisers have in structuring these missions? How far can we go? You know, um, if, if I want to set up a, let's say I'm an advertiser and I want to set up a treasure hunt. Can I set up a treasure hunt using this application and reward people for, you know, uncovering specific things? Because I would do that just to promote, promote myself. Sure, sure, sure. So we, That's a great idea, actually. Yeah, we believe in free market conditions, you know, so we're just going to, put forward the platform, we're gonna enable putting missions, the tracking part and all that kind of stuff. And of course, we're gonna leave the advertisers to do the rest and we're gonna help them with our uh, with the data that our AI will, will gather from, from customers. Like Danny said, we are going to encourage them because we think there's a lot of value in that. We are going to encourage them to be creative and make creative missions. But of course, they will be able to do treasure hunts and stuff like that. Like an, a very interesting case uh, we have seen when we were doing research, uh, market research for our platform, was that Red Bull. I don't know, remember, I don't remember exactly in what country they were doing it. They were asking customers to go to certain stores and check out in that store if the if the 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 bot the the drinks were placed appropriately, if the refrigerator was full, 
and if and to send a picture to a certain address with that uh, refrigerator. So the customer, I mean the customer, the user would, would have gotten like, I don't know, I think it was one or two dollars just for And the reasoning behind that was instead of employing a lot of people and going and checking all those uh, businesses that were selling Red Bull, you just had users that maybe went to the store, they took a picture, they checked it out, they sent the rating to you and you would have gathered uh, that a lot uh, easier, you know? Kind so yeah, like that Copies of Hacker Quarterly 2600, I think they do that. Go to your local bookstore and make sure that our books are on the shelf because the people who work there like to hide them. That was a thing for years with Hacker Quarterly, I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, like this is this is the the basic way to apply what we are proposing. The best way to use our platform would be to know your customer and know him very well. Um, try to establish what his life goals are, and then motivate him into reaching those life goals using the nudge token. And after you do that, then of course you'll gain a customer that is more likely to buy stuff from you after he completes the mission and, by the way, has some money in his pocket nudge tokens that he that he can easily convert to fiat uh, but you you established a relationship and if i'm nike and i and if i reward you to reach your life goal i'm pretty sure the next day if you are going to see ads from adidas and from nike from me you will most definitely be more interested in what i am offering nike so this is the the basic idea try to establish a personal and direct relationship with your customer by motivating him to reach his life goals or yeah, his, his goals. It doesn't need to be anything grand. It doesn't need to be something like changing the world or whatever. It could be that, of course, and we would be very, very pleased to see that our platform is being used for also social purposes, which I think it will be. Um, but it can be those, those goals that everybody keeps postponing, procrastinating on or, or so on and so forth. I know so, exactly what you're talking about. Everybody knows what we're talking about. I know what yeah. I'm talking about because I also do it. So right. This is how, how the, the gonna, idea came to be. I'm going to give you a very powerful image. Of course, it's not a one-to-one comparison. I'm going to give you a very powerful mish, uh, uh, thing yeah. that happened in the... Do you know who Simona Halep is? Do you watch tennis? No. Anyway, so Simona Halep just recently won the Roland Garros, which is a Grand Slam tournament, you know? So I'm just going to give you this picture. When she finished... She climbed into into the the how do you call it? The, she climbed where people were sitting to reach her coach. You no, know? that was the first person she went to. She hugged him very strongly, you know. And of course, there was a big uh, emotion between the two of them for her, for him helping her to win the Grand Slam. So if you get just one percent of that, you know, between the customer and the brand that is coaching the user to do what you always wanted to do, I think yes. it's going to be a huge success. And that bond will will ensure the brand that the customer will be, uh, the user will be its customer. Eventually. And the, the lifetime value of the customer sure. will be much, much greater. Because yeah, yeah I, I agree completely. Three, of course, but you know, after you gain a conversion, if you do a very good job delivering the product and everything, you might get another one for free. So yeah, not paid. Like the customer would remember you, search for you organically, end up on your website, just put an order. Well, it's a so lot cheaper to keep a current customer than to acquire new ones. So this would definitely help with customer retention and things like that. I completely get the science and I get the concept behind it. So so let's talk a little bit about um, the the token metrics, okay? From, from an investment perspective now. Um, so we, we, we get the concept, we get the idea, we get what this is all about. A lot of people seem to be interested and it seems like in chat people are digging this. So that's cool. 
So how is this going to make us rich? Right? No. Um, <clears throat> seriously though, you know, if I, if I'm getting involved in this thing, let's say I'm not in the United States, cause you, you can't get into the ICO within the United States, pretty much like every other ICO on the planet now. Um, yeah, I know. I, all, all you, all you people in the UK are just going to sit around getting fat and rich while the rest of us are still starving. It's great. Thank you, SEC. Um, so <clears throat> the, uh, the token metrics. If I let's say I figured out a way to get my hands on some of these things, but I'm I'm coming at it not even necessarily because I want to use the platform. I mean, let's face it, not everybody is going to want to use the platform, but they might be interested in, you know, or they might have the belief that, you know, what this platform could very well grow. Um, some people may be under the impression that it could end up becoming a fad where it kind of catches on real quick like Pokemon Go and kind of fades away a little bit. We're going to have a lot of different speculation. So what is the case for, well, let's start here. How many, do you guys have any substantial advertising partners in place right now so that when this launches, you guys are already hitting the ground running? Sure. So, um, our biggest problem inside uh, the entire ecosystem, inside the platform, are not the brands. It's a no-brainer. Brands will work. Uh, it's a no-brainer for use for users that they will also enroll and they will participate in the platform. The biggest problem are the publishers because right now they are gaining decently or quite a lot of money through Google, and now recently Facebook has uh, has started to make its uh, display network. So that's where the challenge is. So now we have a, we have a partnership with Timmy Studios. They are the second biggest publisher in the Android store for Europe. Uh, they have more than 400 uh, million all-time downloads. I don't know exactly the figures. It's like uh, they have one down, download every other second, every six seconds or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So they have this huge uh, network of apps that is functional, of users, of active users. They have chat applications and, and stuff like that. So we have partnered with them. So when we are going to have the platform ready, right off the gate, we're going to have them as a publisher showing our, our ads. And of course, we are working uh, to, to increase that uh, network of publishers. Another thing, another central uh, point in our strategy is enforcing, in endorsing our own app, the Impetus app. And we are doing that in 2019. We have a partnership with the municipality of uh, Sibiu. Just a short introduction. Every every year in Europe, you have a you have two actually two um, uh, gastronomical regions, which means that in that, those regions you're going to have a lot of food going on, a lot of interesting stuff that is food related, social food and stuff like that. You know, so, a lot of tourists come from yeah. all across Europe. This is the basic idea. So in this in this year in 2019, we're gonna we have partnered with this uh, with the municipality of Sibiu. That's a region where where. Uh, the gastronomy is going to happen and we're going to have culinary missions which means that let's say you go to you usually go to one restaurant or the other locals have their uh, preferred restaurants but when tourists come they don't know exactly where to go maybe they check out TripAdvisor and that's about it you know and they and you usually stick to that or the other restaurant okay there are a few uh, number of tourists that usually want to go and explore and stuff like that so we're going to have missions of five restaurants like the Mexican journey, the international journey or whatever. And after you eat five meals at different restaurants, you're going to uh, receive a reward from those restaurants. And the thing is that in other regions that this happened, enga tourist engagement was pretty low. It happened exactly like, like I said, they usually went to one or two restaurants and that was about it. 
you know so right now if you're gonna have the customer go to at least five restaurants to receive the the reward and that's all going to happen through our app so of course we're going to get, gain some customers uh, into our app from from this uh, event so <clears throat> From a from a, from strictly a marketing perspective, okay, I, you know when I see something like this, I think, all right, well, obviously, you you want mass adoption like everybody else does, and the one thing that I always see lacking in any white paper or any any plan when it comes to ICOs or cryptocurrency or marketing plans, how are you, what what is your approach going to be? And I know you just laid out some of it, but what's your overall adoption plan? Like, how are you going to Outside of the ICO itself and the buzz this is that this creates, the crypto space is a noisy place. So you're relevant at the moment because you have this ICO and an opportunity for people to get in pretty much at the ground floor. What happens when the ICO concludes and then you're saying, okay, now we need to get in front of the rest of the world? Hopefully you have a huge budget to do that, provided the ICO is successful. Uh but you know what? What is the plan for that? What is your plan for going after brand marketing? I mean, obviously, you get somebody. We we kind of evaded the question a little bit in the sense that I'm looking for some big brands that that have seen this platform and and are saying yes, we're on board with this. We're going to use this platform to reach new customers because that's going to help you. I mean, one key player. You know, I, from the looks of things, Bud Light might be uh, available because they just left the UFC, so they're, they've got money to burn right now. That's that the UFC, it's Modelo now with the UFC. Uh, so y y there, there's a lot of opportunity there. What are you guys doing to attract these people? Are you even trying to attract these major marketing brands yet, or are you waiting for a lot of this to conclude? Like, I'm, I'm just kind of trying to get an idea as to your mindset right now. I'll shut up. <laughs> okay. So um, there, are, there are two approaches here. The first one means that we first need to get actual data and in large amounts about how users, how customers react to, to the missions. And then, and only then we can approach big brands. We are, however, in contact with one European. Well, actually, I think you have found them, H&M in, in the US as well. So it's not only European, it's a big global brand. And uh, we are in contact with them. Um, we do not have an, an agreement. We do not have a partnership with them. But they are looking very, very interested in what we are proposing. But of course, the approach is, okay, get the data. Get the data. We want to see what the actual cost for a mission would be. What's the cost for, for engagement for what we are planning to do on them. Um, and, uh, and then we can, they're saying, then, then we can discuss it uh, in further detail. Um, we are we are approaching how them because they they had an issue uh, I think two or three years ago or maybe it was more years ago I think you you all remember the the scandal about the sweatshops in uh, in in poorer countries that worked sure. for I, I always tease my daughters that if they don't start getting busy I'm going to get them jobs over there making shoes for five cents an hour that, that's my big line for my all my kids like you have it so good you're not you don't even have a job yet I don't care if you're five. You're just like your father. <laughs> this is a working household. Get off your butt. Stop playing with the Barbies. Go get go get to work. Sure. I told I I just told my nine year old yesterday she could mow the lawn with a pair of scissors and make herself useful. <laughs> she didn't. My know nine it. also 
falls along, not with scissors. But we're getting ideas. We're getting yeah, ideas. right. <laughs> so, okay. okay. So, so how, how NEM had, had this problem? Okay, uh, it had this big scandal. Uh, it, it, it was a huge dent in the reputation and in their appeal, global appeal. So they needed a, a solution. They needed to attach themselves, to associate themselves with, uh, with an ideal. And what they did, they worked with one of, with one of our partners that uh, re recycles clothing. Uh, so basically what they did, they did this. Uh, they, taught, they were saying to the customers, we are aware of the impact uh, on, on the environment that our clothing have. So uh, we encourage you as a customer to recycle the clothing that you buy from us and perhaps don't use anymore. So they, they installed these bins in most of their stores. I'm not sure that you have them in the US. They are definitely available in Europe. And the customer just had the simple option of putting, uh, bringing into the store the clothing they were not using and sometimes getting over, uh, also rewarded for it. Why did Haunem do this? Because like I said, they wanted to attach themselves to an ideal that was general in the market and it, it was generally agreed upon that it is a, a good thing. Um, so this is why they're also interested. It's, it's very close to, to their heart what we are proposing because they did this. Uh, I think, yeah, maybe it was three or four years ago. Maybe, maybe it was more time flies very fast. It's hard to, to remember. But uh, like I said, they're very, very open to this because it's uh, what they were doing. They were having a general approach to their customers like not really specifically targeting an individual, but, but just targeting a group of individuals. Right now, they're very attracted by this because they finally have the option to talk directly to the customer in a very customized way. So while you were talking, I actually was daydreaming. Um, I, 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 love, I love the information, but I had a daydream about an idea about having a whole elite level to this thing specifically for athletes to obtain sponsorships yeah. because I was I was a mixed martial arts fight promoter for six years and I, I worked with fighters from the UFC who you know you fight three times in the UFC you get cut from contract you come fight for me and I used to do uh, big MMA events on television at casinos and things and one of the biggest things that a lot of these guys struggled with were sponsorships. You know, whether they're, you know, up and coming, you know, amateur fighters, professional fighters, all the way up. I mean, I, I had guys that I managed signed to Strike Force and UFC that I, and, and sponsorships is always a problem. But with a platform like this, and this is just another like flippant idea that literally popped in my head. Thankfully, it wasn't at 4 a.m. Uh, but you really could, you could have kind of your consumer end model. And then your your kind of elite pro model that's specific to tracking the performance records, the the activity and things like that of athletes, and those profiles could then be searchable by sponsoring companies looking for athletes that are excelling in their field, and you know, and and create kind of that middleman, become that kind of middleman, um, and and you know, there's a lot that you could kind of do to expand on that. So yeah, I guess I'll I'll leave that. There's you know I. I don't know why I do this. I just hear stuff and, and um, I can't help but to spit it out. I'm going to I'm going to profit from this opportunity and uh, tell the community that we are going to have a contest 
a use case contest where we will invite the community to tell us creative use cases that our platforms could be used in. So that's a great use case, and but we're not going to give you the prize. We're going to keep it for other people. Oh, fine, fine. Yeah. I don't win anything. Story of my life. You yeah. know, the, you know, the first thing I've ever won in my entire life was my crypto influencer award in New York. That was literally the first thing I think I've ever won. Um, baseball is all about stats. Impetus would work well with Major League Baseball. I mean, here's the thing. You know, I, I really do think that uh, I can't. When when can I actually see this? Like, when can I see it from like an advertiser standpoint and a in an end user standpoint? When am I going to get my hands on this? Yeah, we had we had quite a discussion about this in our uh, in our office, and we decided that the community wants and it is very beneficial to have an MVP. So one of our guys we took from development because we, were, we started working on the platform. Um, so we took one of our guys and told, told him, okay, you need to make an MVP. We established everything that it needs to contain. Of course, unfortunately, this, this is going to be all work that is uh, going to be most of it thrown away, but the results are going to be very beneficial for us. So we estimate that in maximum two weeks, we're gonna have a working MVP, which is going to allow you to, as an advertiser, uh, upload ads and media into into the platform, set um, uh, criteria, location-based criteria that is going to, uh, that you will want to fulfill the ads, uh, the missions with, movement criteria. Uh, all of this is going to be deployed on an iOS app that we have under our uh, control, which is going to be a publisher app inside, inside our platform. And of course, you're going to also be able to enroll other apps if you own apps uh, as a publisher, and of course have the the panel for um, uh, for the user. We will not have in the MVP the reviewers. If you, I'm sure you read in the white paper that we are going to have like a token distribution uh, method of having reviewers review the ads. Uh, we will not have that in the MVP. That is going to be all, all uh, only available when the platform is going to be live. So explain so in- a little bit more about. So that's good because I, I, you know, without an MVP, I'm always kind of like, well, I don't know. You know, it all. It's one of those things, man. This is when I'm re- reviewing ICOs, anything. I'm like, they don't have an an MVP yet. I mean, back in the day when you could just write up a white paper and have it. If if I would have gotten into crypto three years ago, I'd already be a billionaire because I already had thirty different ICOs for every idea I've ever come up with. So, but but nowadays it's a, it's a lot more difficult, you know, to get that attention and to get that that investment trust or investor trust. And an MVP is definitely a key role in that because it shows you're serious, legitimate, and you have the skill sets and knowledge to accomplish your goal. So. Explain. I'd like to know a little bit more about some of the use cases specifically for the token. <clears throat> Explain a little bit more about how the, the the token itself is utilized within this platform. Uh, well, I'll just I'll just let you explain it from there. Okay. So uh, the only currency that is going to be available inside our platform is going to be the Notch token. So let's say you are an advertiser. You go inside our platform. You establish the campaign. You put your card in. And the minute we take money from your card, whenever a mission is completed, that those funds are being exchanged to impetus token to nudge tokens. So then, with those nudge tokens, we reward the users, we reward the publishers, we reward the uh, the reviewers. So whenever so that's a, the currency that is being used inside the platform, no cash or something like that. Whenever the user wants to cash out, eventually we're going to offer that uh, uh, that uh, option to the cost to the user. In most countries, 
I think it was like 78 countries throughout the world that we can send cheaply directly to your bank account. So we're going to offer also cash out uh, opportunities. Of course, we are working with businesses to accept impetus because we are going to have uh, quite a big market of users that are going to have tokens. And if there are there are going to be businesses accepting the tokens, they're going to be able to spend the money there. And it's going to be a lot more useful and cheaper for for everybody involved. Advertisers' so in products would be a first great step. Yeah, inside the platform, we're going to have a fixed token price because we, we we won't be able to sell this product to advertisers that are going to say, I'm going to reward the customer $10 and those $10 might be tomorrow on one hour later, $5. Or if they're going to be $50, great, everybody's going to be happy. But if it goes down, then you're going to have some problems. So inside the platform, we're going to have a fixed price. And from uh, all the revenue, the 20% as a publisher that we will receive from our platform, we are going to uh, uh, buy tokens off the market at market price because eventually, uh, maybe I'm getting too detailed here, but we are having a reserve of tokens that we are going to use for uh, advertisers whenever we launch the platform. So that reserve amounts to something like 800 or 840 million dollars at one dollar per token. So eventually, of course, when we grow, we're gonna come to the limit of that reserve. So at that moment, we're gonna have two options. Either we, we leave all transactions up to the market, and if we consider that the coin is stable enough by then, we might do it. But uh, it's more probable that we will grow the platform price to, let's say, $10, and that will increase, of course, the value of our uh, reserve. And by then, whatever we have bought from the market below $1, then we're going to be able to sell uh, to advertisers for a higher price. So that's going to be another revenue stream for us. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> Uh, wow, I like the token metrics. Yeah, it sounds pretty damn good, doesn't it, folks? Um, <clears throat> all right, so I'm gonna give, I'm gonna reveal the for for everybody that is <clears throat> looking to get their first batch of 500 nudge tokens. You you leeching, conniving trolls. Uh, go down directly into this video, and you're gonna see impetus one nudge token right and you're going to see a little link there and that's going to be for a telegram group you're going to click that join the telegram sell your soul beat up some kids come back and in the comments of this video you're going to post your tell it no beating up kids i'm kidding no beating up kids uh you're going to come people people would probably take that a little too seriously wouldn't they It'd probably so and to make it real simple, you come back to the comments of this video, you post your Telegram handle, your Telegram ID, and the code word, what is it, gentlemen? Nudge. Nudge. And that's the code word. So you post those two things, and then you will be contacted through Telegram by the Impetus One marketing team to set up your claim for 500 tokens. Um... That's all. That's all accurate, right, gentlemen? That's the that's the game we're playing. Absolutely correct. Okay, good deal. So get down there and get your nudge tokens. And uh, what do I get for the sponsorship? I that was your idea, Brandon. Brandon Lopez is scheming. Uh, 
apparently somebody came up with a sponsorship idea. I don't know. Did, did they? I, maybe. Reebok killed all individual sponsorships for the athletes in the UFC. Yeah, I'm very well aware of that, believe me. Um, uh, I, I It's funny because when I first signed one of my fighters, I, I had him sign to Strike Force, and then when UFC bought Strike Force, he went over to to UFC, and we, we our, our, our sponsorship revenue dropped by 75% because UFC just controlled everything. Um, it's it's really difficult nowadays. But now the, the Reebok deal and they have it all on a scale and, you know, all that stuff, I don't know. But anyway, the the, the athletic athletics market could be really big for you guys. And, and I think a sponsorship uh, uh, element to this platform could be very beneficial because I, I, know, of a, I know of companies. I know like... Um, Larry Wheel is a guy that I used to talk to, and he got, he like he places sponsorship dollars in in all sorts of stuff, and like hit, companies hire him, and they say, okay, we've got a million dollars, and we want to uh, we want to reach this demographic and and all that, and then he puts together all these sponsorship decks, and then you know shops them around. And, and, and vice versa, he does it the other way. You know, events, you know, NASCAR, MMA events, any event you can imagine, go to him and say, we're looking for sponsorship dollars, get us some money. And so, you know, and he, I know he makes a killing, man, just playing the middleman between the two. So you come up with a viable opportunity for, for those two worlds to connect. Yeah, that that's going to be a huge, uh, huge cash flow generator for you is there anything that we missed anything that we have not discussed that you want to make sure we point out to everybody i i want to speak a little bit about uh the way the ai is going to interact and the whole system is going to interact with users yeah absolutely uh, the thing is that inside our platform it might be counterintuitive but um, inside our platform, we're going to be able to completely shut shut off oh, wait, ads. Real quick, everybody's doing this in the everybody's posting their <clears throat> in the comments, people after the video, not not in super chat. That the super chat's probably not going to cut it. Uh, well, the super chat will be available when the video goes live. So I guess either or. But um, yeah, it, it's you should probably post it in the comments anyway. Sorry to interrupt you rudely. I'm an asshole. Go ahead, sir. Oh, so you think. We think that it's extremely valuable to have an open discussions with the users inside our platform. So uh, in our, inside the platform, we're going to be able to completely turn off the ads for like, let's say, one week. Because we think it's a lot more valuable for us to give you the opportunity to turn off the ads in, instead of you installing an ad blocker. When and through an ad blocker, I won't ever be able to reach you again. You know. So every time after you complete a mission or after you see an ad, if you want to turn it off, we're going to have an open discussion with you. Why have you turned it off? I mean, do you want to turn off only this ad, this ad category? Because our aim is to have a genuine, a very qualitative ad profile that you are going to be able to export throughout the market. I mean, imagine if you would be able to have something like this, like this on the IPTV. It's going to be extremely beneficial for the advertisers because they won't pay that high of a rate because they're going to throw the ads to everybody and they're going to be able to precisely target, to surgically target you according to that profile that you have built yourself and our AI, of course, uh, throughout the time in our platform. So I think this is very important that we have an open discussion. Anyway, we are forced to have an open discussion because of the new regulatory uh, framework in what the personal data is concerned, but anyway, I think those are good, and it's what the market should go through. You know, not sneak behind people's back and try to figure out what. Just ask them, and most of them, all of them, probably will be able to give you uh, very good information. Just make sure that in your application, anything that has to do with height 
options, how tall someone is, make sure it goes at least to seven feet tall because everything cuts it off at like six, six. And I'm like, look, that's short people. Some of us are taller than that. And we're just discluded from everything. And it's probably a part of the reason why I can never find clothes. So make sure you have that. We will. All right, gentlemen. Uh, I, 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 Look, I, I kind of think this is cool stuff. I'm definitely anxious to see this MVP of yours and, and dive into it and play around and, and try to break it and all that fun stuff. And, um, but, uh, and it seems like you guys got some, you guys attracted some new, uh, some new interest tonight. And so I, 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 I wish you well, I think the project is going to be pretty solid. I'm, I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on this. Um, make sure that, uh, you guys are updating me, uh, with progress on development on MVP, things like that. And, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys coming out tonight. I know it's kind of morning for you, evening for me. And, uh, yeah, so it, it's, you know, but I'm glad we were able to work it out and get connected. So for everybody out there in Cyberland, make sure you check out Impetus One Nudge Token. Check out their ICO. Read that white paper. Get involved. Earn some tokens. Join their Telegram. That way... You can stay informed with everything that these cats are doing and, uh, and and earn some free tokens. I mean, why the hell not? The guy just put together, I mean, he just explained token metrics that, I mean, if that stuff goes the way you guys have it planned, I know I want some tokens. Um, so, until next time, everybody, crow your coins. Thank you, gentlemen, Mr. Samuel Kurtman, Daniel Kurtman, the, the, the brothers of the future of advertising. I'm pretty sure we're going to see, I'm, I'm, I can see this picture right here on a on an ice cream carton for some reason. I don't know what I'm looking at, but I, I see an ice cream carton. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, you guys have a good night. Thanks for joining me. I'll stay in touch. You do the same. Everybody out there, curl your coins, and I'll see you real soon. Have a good evening. Bye. Bye-bye.